I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. <laughs> it's a doozy! Oh, weird. Oh, that's weird. Oh, oh, I've got, I've got shivers. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. My name is Bob Shoy, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Tiss. Yow. And uh, Mr. Luke Beef. Hello. Beef, I actually forgot your name for a minute. That's why there was that <laughs> slight hesitation. And Mr. Luke Beef. What's his name? Yeah. Beefy. <laughs> Beefy boy. I remember someone calling you Luke once, and I was just like, who? Who the fuck are you talking about? Was it Rachel? Because whenever I'm there and Rachel calls you Luke, it really throws me out. It was Jibs. I remember this. We were in. I think we were in the um, the pub in Aston Clinton, and Jibs looked at me. and said, "You're too." He said, "This is too weird to call beef now." I said, "I can't call beef anymore. I'm sorry." He said, "You're you're <laughs> too old. We're all too old, and you don't. You're a dad now, so I can't." And he went, and then he called me Luke, and you went, "What? What? What? He can't do that. That's not his name." Nah. I can't get used to you being Luke. I sometimes I have to like really think about who someone's talking about if they say Luke. I'm like, it takes me a second. Anyway, today we're talking yeah. about the um, final. It's the final of the Alien Abduction trilogy. Uh huh. Yeah. So we've talked about the first one. We talked about the first abductee stories, the first abductions that that sort of were on record. Yeah. Uh, and then the second one, we talked about sort of. The first one that became sort of uh, the first one that got a lot of like press. It yeah. really took off the thing, um, the whole idea, and that was the sixties. So we've gone through like the fifties, we've gone through the sixties. Now we're going into the seventies, and this is what many consider to be the most famous alien abduction case of all time, with the most evidence. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and what's interesting about it is I knew nothing about it, and then when I did the research, I was like, oh, this is a big deal, and they've made films about this. There's there's like a live action movie of Robert Patrick in it. There's um, documentaries about it. Like there's this is a really oh, right. well documented case, but I didn't know anything about it. So I just wondered if you guys were familiar with the name Travis Walton, the famous Travis Walton abduction. Yes, I've never heard of it. No. <laughs> I know you haven't. <laughs> no, let's face it. If you hadn't heard of it, neither of us had heard about it either. Right. Okay. Or actually, the thing is with all these stories. 
is I say no, and then you tell you say the story, and I'm like, oh, I've heard this. You just can't remember the name of the person, so I wonder if right because that happened when you went through. Was it the hills on the last, the last one? Yeah, we talked about the hill incident, Barney and Betty Hill. That's it. I knew, I knew, kind when you were telling me the story, it was I could kind of recall it, but I, yeah, I yeah, able yeah, to tell you the names. So that was kind of the case that popularized the idea of like uh, regression therapy for people to recover lost memories of traumatic times like that and everything. Uh, so it was quite quite renowned for that, and there's a little bit of that in this case as well because they were like, well, it worked for Bet Barney and Betty. Let's see if we can do it for this. What um what year was that? 1975. Hmm. Because the Satanic Panic one. Wait, was that in the 80s? God, that was my episode. Uh, it was 80s. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. There was one that took. There was a famous case that took place in the 80s though. The um, what's his name? Uh, this, it's like Streber, Walter, uh, someone Streber. I can't remember his name. That was a that was an eighties case. Uh, Whitley Streber. Streber Amoeba. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it was nineteen seventy five. Uh, it was in Arizona, um, not far from Phoenix, where the Phoenix light was. Arizona is a real um, UFO hotspot, and it all took place in and around a town called Snowflake. Snowflake. Snowflake, Arizona. Um, and I watched the. There was a documentary all about this that came out last year called Shock Docs Alien Abduction, Travis Walton. And that was actually pretty good. I might right. play a clip from that later. Um, I watched a documentary that came out in 2015 about this called. Uh, it was called. This really annoyed me, the name of this documentary. It was called Travis, The True Story of Travis Walton. And I'm just like, why you just put his name twice? Yeah. It'd be like if they made a film called Bobby, the story of Bobby Shoy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't does make it? sense. Just it's, you're just repeating yourself. So anyway, that I watched that documentary. That was all right. I suppose they couldn't leave it at just Travis because then people might think it was a documentary about the popular '90s band Travis. Yeah, exactly. Well, they could have just called it the true story of Travis Walton. They could have called it like Alien Abduction, the true story of Alice, uh, Travis Walton or something. So much they could have done with that with that title. Yeah, it's just a bit wet. Mm. Um, they also made, like I said, in 1993, this was turned into a film, which is a very well-known film. Um, I'd heard of this. It was already on my watch list anyway. And I didn't realise until I was review, uh, like researching this case that the film I wanted to watch was about this. So I watched that last night. That's from 1993. It's called Fire in the Sky. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that later, unless you guys have seen Fire in the Sky. Nope. Tis of you. No. Never. Never. No. It's um yeah it's a it's well you'll hear what it's about because it's about this case. Oh what the fire in the sky which is about the Travis Walton case. Yes, I haven't seen that. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's is we're gonna get a lot of repeats of that that kind of joke tonight. <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> it's a doozy. <laughs> it's that kind of joke, right? Okay. So anyway, it starts off with these um, six forestry workers. Um, they're all good friends. Apart from one of them doesn't get on as well with the others, they don't know him quite as well, but there's six of them. Uh, one of them is like one of... Travis is one of them, and his brother-in-law is one of them, and um, they, they all know each other really well, and they've got a contract to sort of uh, do a lot of logging in the nearby forestry uh, of Snowflake, Arizona. So they're about 80% through the contract. They've been going on for quite a while. And one night, they all pile in the van together to drive home and as they're driving home 
they see sort of like a, a soft light through the trees. And um, one of them said something like, um, it was a strange glow. I made a note because I thought this was a good way of describing it. They said it was like the sort of light when a light is shining through a lampshade. If you see a light bulb through a lampshade, it's sort of glowing. It was that. Right. It looked a bit like that. And they're driving and they're like, it's really late at night and they're wondering what the hell it could be. Like, as they go in, they're like, you know, has there been a forest fire, perhaps? Um, has something crashed there? Is like a plane crash? They're like really racking their brain, like, what is going on? But anyway, they're going to have to drive past it to get home because there's only one route out of the forest anyway. So they, they carry on through, but the whole way they're really concerned, what is this light? And when they get there, what do you think they see? I bring you love. <laughs> <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's a flying saucer it's a big flying saucer hovering in the sky mm. emitting this soft light and as they pull up travis gets straight out of the van and runs towards it like straight away and they're like where are you going where are you going sort of thing because he's just like what the hell is it and just runs towards it right as he gets closer they, they starts making all these noises. You've got high frequencies. You've got low rumbling. They can't believe what they're seeing. Mm. All hearing. Uh, five of them still in the truck looking at this. And then they see Travis get lifted by it. And then a massive like flash of blue-green light just like flashes, lights up the forest in one go. Um, and Travis is thrown to the ground in a way like so hard that he sort of like bounces off the ground and they're like he's dead he's fucking dead and they're terrified and basically burn out of there like put their foot down on the on the gas and burn through the forest away they get about a quarter of a mile down the road loyal friends well this is the thing they get about a quarter of a mile down the road and they're all arguing then they pull over they stop they go, we've got to go back and get him we've got to go back but there's this disagreement like we just watched him die if we go back, who knows what's going to happen to us? And they're really arguing about it. Guys, if we're out, um, six of us are out in a truck and I run out and you see me get thrown in the air by UFO, are you burning out of there or are you going to get me? No, I'm going to go get you. This is what I don't understand. No, they can't. It must have been driven by the one friend that didn't really know him very well because that doesn't sound right to me. Instinctually, I guess you would have... <sighs> I can understand the tendency to burn out of there and then stop and be like, no, 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 we have to go back. Because yes. instantly, your instant sort of thing is like... Fight or flight, isn't it? I need to be safe. And then yes. as soon as you are safe, that's when you start to go, ah, that was probably the... Like, I shouldn't have done that. I should have yeah. fought. Oh. I might be going in a car with you guys. Yeah? Also, they are, think they are thinking he's dead. Like, he's thrown with quite a force. Like, I, I think... There's a, probably a lot of emotions going through your head when you put your foot on the gas away from something like that. Happening so quickly. Becca will tell you, actually, we went to a free party once and Becca got mugged with and a few other people and I fucking burnt it out of there. I was off. Yeah, I know. She's told me. She's told me. <laughs> I was off. Um, the thing is, is I had everything. They, they had no valuables. They had nothing on them. I had all their stuff. So... Should I have stayed and got now, beaten up and all the stuff taken off me? This is outrageous. Or... Did no, you not know about that move? It's I'm, fight I'm... or flight, isn't it? He's kept that from you. I, I've not kept it from no one. I would fucking <laughs> run away instantly if you guys were getting mugged. Thanks, mate. 
<laughs> appreciate the the honesty i'm joking no but no it, it's i can it is like an honest sort of like i no, i'm with you tis i see i see the rationale of like okay there's still five of us who are definitely alive we should get some distance here because whatever had the power to do what we just saw is going to make mincemeat out of us if we stay here and if they're pretty sure he's already dead they can always go back for the body but there's what is there to be gained in that moment? And also, um, going back to the mugging, I was getting mugged also. But I <laughs> sorry, so forget this this abduction. Go just, back to the mugging. Sorry, just because I, I don't think it painted the, the proper picture. I was getting mugged you also, getting and mugged. the guy ripped my hoodie, and I ran to get away from him. Not I didn't see those guys getting mugged and go, "Well, fuck it, I best not pipe up. <laughs> I best slip off." You know, I didn't slip off. I was getting mugged also. Try and justify it now. No, I will. I'll justify it. So if I was getting shot with a UFO, big time I'd burn it out of there. I have had the moment of paralysis where I think, what do I do here? Because um, I went out in London um, with some people for Jibs' birthday one time when he lived in London. Mm. And we were walking back to his flat. And the only people left were me, Jibs and Swift, right? And as we were walking through these London streets late at night, some guy, some mad drug dealer guy, um, as we, I don't know if you, I've told you guys this before, he said, I thought I've told you to stay out of my area and then started chasing us with um, what I presume was a knife in his hand. I didn't stop to get a good look, but it seemed like that's what he had in his hand. And we sprinted, obviously. But after we'd been sprinting a while, I sort of saw Swifty like way ahead of me. Uh, he's fitter than me and he was gone like a bullet. And I saw Jibs way behind me, like lagging, thinking, shit, this guy's going to get Jibs. And I had that moment of like pause of like, do I run with Swift or do I run back and get Jibs? Mm. What did you do? I ran back. Yeah. We didn't get caught. We all made it. We jumped over a fence into a park and hid. Uh, it was very scary. You have told me that before, but not in that much yeah. detail. No, I no. I didn't realise, yeah. I, I thought it was you, Jibs, and Toadguard, to be fair. No, it's me, Jibs, and Swifty, because we were staying at, his, uh, staying at his flat. Anyway, so the, they, get, they only drive about a quarter of a mile down the road. They don't get far before they slam the brakes on. So it's not far at all. And they're all arguing, we need to go back for him. No, fuck it, we need to get out of here. Then they see... The from the direction where it happened, a light disappear into the sky. Go, whoosh. yeah. And they think, well, whatever was there is now gone. We should go back for Travis. Hmm. And and they're feeling terrible as well. They like their instinct was like flight from the final flight thing. But they said, and all the there's loads of interviews of all of these individual guys, and they're like, at that time, it was a really complex emotion of feeling incredibly guilty that our instinct was to run. We felt incredibly guilt-ridden, but also absolutely terrified that they've seen something this unexplainable. Mm. So they head back to go get Travis. And um, when they get there, there's nothing there. There's no sign of a UFO. There's no sign of Travis. There's nothing. Oh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> What? What? Gorgeous. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> that's, that's a bit odd. It is weird, it's isn't it? Strange, considering the story. 
<laughs> are, they, are you sure they got the right field? They got the right spot? Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> they just went to the wrong place. Anyway, and that's the end. They found him the next day. Um, they they head back into town anyway. They're all shaken up and they call like the sheriff's office and they're saying, like, we need to talk to someone. <laughs> it is weird. Leave me alone. That's weird. Are you laughing about the sheriff's office like they're going to arrest the alien? <laughs> no, no, he's I'm laughing at me. still laughing at me, feeling like, well, that's weird. <laughs> It's a bit weird. I've got got shivers. Okay. It was a bit weird. And then the man was shot with a ray gun. It's a bit weird. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Pete. Anyway, they call call the uh, sheriff and the deputy gets sent out, sent out, Mr. Chuck Ellison. And he questions all six of them in turn. And then he calls the sheriff and says... You better get down here because I don't really know how to handle this situation. And then the next morning, because they can't do it at night, they go back to search the area properly. And there's mm-hmm. a proper scouting search party. They they scour the forestry. They send, um, you know, proper search parties out. I think there was even helicopters, or I might be getting that confused with the films. Like it was a proper manhunt. Was there dogs? I uh, don't know if there was dogs. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Nice, nice to mention them if there was. <laughs> <laughs> there was dogs. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> He's in one of those moods tonight. I know. Good. Yeah. Fucking good. Right, anyway, so every day um, this starts getting some media frenzy. Because mm-hmm. no one believes what they're saying. It gets out in the papers that they've saying they've seen this UFO. And everyone thinks they're a bunch of fucking liars. Basically, the consensus seems to be they've killed this guy and they're covering it up. I don't know uh-huh. why the fuck they would say that story. Unless it's the logic of like, if it's this mad, then people will be less likely to question it. Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's not the sort of thing you'd lie about, is it, really? A bit embarrassing. No, like I say, if we're out logging, as we sometimes do, and um, you guys say I accidentally, because they, 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 a lot of people think maybe they didn't kill him, maybe he accidentally died, but they're trying to cover it up. I don't know. Yeah. Died in an accident because yeah. it would like be the business going under and all that stuff. Mm. Were they loggers then? They were loggers, yeah. What, what's a logger? Cut down, cutting down trees. Chainsaws, clearing right. the forestry. That's, that's not what and his thought logging was. Was this in the evening then? Yeah, well, they were leaving at night because it had been a long day. Uh, they'd done a lot of logging. They'd done a lot of logging. That makes a lot of sense why they'd cover it up. Anyway, carry on. Well. They killed him. So, well, if you lived in the town and five guys come, five, six, six <laughs> men enter, five and men. Five return. guys. <laughs> and there's five guys open up. <laughs> and they're saying we used to be six guys but one of us got abducted <laughs> tell you what this story is making me shake as a townsperson that starts coming out are you thinking they're telling the truth or are you thinking bollocks they killed him yeah I mean I'm thinking the most logical thing that prob- not not even that they killed him but maybe like you said a bit of a a logging accident and yeah, I mean, fuck knows. Who knows? You'd have to be pretty insane or psychopathic or sociopathic to lie about it, though. You'd have this to is be, difficult, isn't it? You'd have to be really um, cold 
to to make that up. I'd be more concerned if it was a village. Village folk are weirder. Well, it's only a small town. You know, it's basically small towns in America are kind of like villages. They are like they? villages, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because they don't. It's like America doesn't really have villages. Like we have villages, they just have small towns. No, and they that's are true. Kind of like villages. Mm. Then yes, they just have yeah. like an extra diner or something in them. It's like a yeah. village with a diner in it. Like Twin Peaks. There are plenty of people that I've yeah. met in Stukely that I I think have murdered someone or done something <laughs> illegal. So anyway, yeah. So this this new this sort of is escalating over the next few days. They they've searched the area. That area in general is is rife for UFO sightings anyway. So people like another crackpot saying UFOs. Um, the authorities obviously don't believe them. They're questioning them each of them in turn separately to see if their stories corroborate with each other, which they do. They're all matching, but then the sheriff's like, "Yeah, they've they've worked on this together. They've got all the irons, all the wrinkles ironed out of this. They know exactly the story they're telling." They're they're thinking it's foul play. We think they're thinking cover up of an accident. They're thinking suspected murder. They're watching these guys to see if any of them does a runner. Some people. This might be years later, are claiming that there were strange men in black suits hanging around the town at the time, men in black stuff. I don't know what I think about that. No, I don't know. They're just office workers. Eventually, these five guys agree to take polygraph tests because the the um at the basically it said you know you're under suspicion. We want all five of you to come down to the courthouse, which is also the jail, and take polygraph tests separately and we can we can put this to bed once and for all because you know what are the chances of all five of you passing you know they're not 100% accurate but they're not going to fail five different people so they get all five of them it takes all day it's about two hours per test and they're asking them the same questions again and again and again and again making them do the same test multiple times in a row really trying to wear them down and not revealing any of the results uh they're holding it all back to the end and at the end of the day, of the five of them, four of them pass outright. Every test they do, outright pass. And I think they did the whole thing three times for each person. All of them, four people, all of them pass. But the fifth person comes back as inconclusive. Now, this is the one who didn't really like him. He's got a criminal record. He's got a bit of a more dodgy past. And he's not playing ball as much. Apparently, the only reason his came back as inconclusive is because he passed the first two times he did it. The third time he did it, he was like, I've had enough of this shit and ripped all the stuff off him. So technically, oh. they say this is inconclusive. Mm, right. So if you look at it another way, they all passed. It's invalid. Yeah. Like They can't use that data. It's ruined, it's ruined data, isn't it? Yes, exactly. So they say inconclusive. Spoiled. He spoiled it, basically. Yeah, yeah. He threw a pad- he had a paddy. Yeah, he had a big fucking paddy whack. It's <laughs> 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 mm, a bit weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, all the locals still think these guys killed him. What are you thinking? This is five days later now. Five days this has been going on. Do you know what bothers me, right, about aliens? I'm just going to say it. <laughs> right. Well, well, get ready for this, everyone. He's just going to say it. Beef's, beef's become rich now. He's just going to say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until after the credits for that reference, if I leave it in. <laughs> just like, why is it that you get these you get these UFO hotspots? 
Mm-hmm. Right? This is a big planet. Why is it that you always go to the same places? I, I, that's just crap. Um, I did see a little thing about that. I didn't make notes, but someone said, like, why is it always, like, the south of America, basically? And they said that actually a lot of the times the areas it is around is around, like, some of the biggest military research bases in the country. Now, one argument can that for that can be... Sorry, in the world. One argument that can be all the stuff that people are seeing is like experimental aircraft getting tested. Another is that aliens are thinking we will go down to where they have the most like advanced technology and see where they're at and see right. if we can make contact with these people if we're going to. I was um, listening to a podcast like a couple of weeks ago and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, our old mate, was on there. Mm. And um, Bellend. He said. Um, he, he he made a good point though. He said because he was asked the same thing like where have all the aliens gone? They're like there was loads of sightings, loads of stuff going on in the seventies and the eighties, and all of a sudden there's nothing. They got sick of us. He said. Um, he said. Well, this is this is what I think. Like you think at any given moment there's about a million people in the sky, and all of them have got a mobile phone. Like are you trying to tell me that right. they wouldn't see if they saw something? I know even on a plane. Like let's say you, you can you get Wi-Fi on a plane now, so it's not like you'd have to take a photo and then wait to land and then pop it on and on your Insta. I, I don't know. I just think, uh, yeah, it's always it's always been a question I've had. They just seem to go to these same places, and that bothers me. Like you know, it's just the same places. It's always in America as well. Occasionally over here, sometimes, but um, yeah, I guess that's a pretty. Pretty good explanation. Just don't buy it. I mean, they definitely didn't... Uh, at the minute, I'm thinking... Coming back to your original question, sorry. Uh, unlikely that they've just killed him. That's that's a bit weird. Have there only been, like, alien sightings in Japan or China or... Yeah, like... There was some in China. There was some recently in China, wasn't there? Really? Yeah. I think so, yeah. In China... Wasn't there supposed to be, during COVID or just after, there was supposed to be a big fake alien invasion with, like, holograms and they were going to... That was the end game. fake alien invasion. Yeah, that was the end game of the globalists, wasn't it? Was it? That's what people were saying. Well, because of COVID or...? Well, no, um, you know, at the end of COVID, because they'd got us to, like, stay in our houses and wear masks... And take vaccines. They were like, right now they're gonna, they're gonna, they they know they can control us, so they're gonna push it and they're gonna fake an alien invasion. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I do vaguely recall something uh, about Project this. Blue something. Project Blue, uh, Blue Light maybe. Right. It was to do with holograms. They were gonna project. Oh yeah, to make us all think there was an alien invasion. To yeah, to, to control. Yes, I do remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking, fucking hell, that died. People death. believe anything, yeah. But you get me, like we just we never get anything happening in like Chad or Suriname. Like there's there's just like yeah, I don't know. They're just too busy trying to survive to make this shit up. To be fair, I don't I don't Another. buy it, and I've never bought it, and I don't think they exist, and I think it's <sighs> crap. Wouldn't buy it, don't want it. Well, five days later, this this might change your mind, mate. Oh, five on, days since it's after, and it's all been going on for five days now. Mm-hmm. 10 p.m., 
uh, Mike, the main guy, the main like head of operations, basically, and the brother-in-law of Travis, gets a phone call. 10 p.m. All right. Guess who it was? Travis. Travis. Fucking Travis, mate. Right. I need you to come get me. I need you to come get me. Oh, shit. And he was calling from a payphone at the side of the road. Right. What road? The road they were on? No, just some... I can't remember where... I didn't make a note of the name of the road or the place, but it's just... Oh, it's outside of Route town. Route 66. It wasn't Route 66. Okay. They they didn't even have the courtesy to take him back to him off home. Yeah. No. Rude. That's lousy. Was it not Interstate 2? Yeah, it was, mate. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Midsummer <laughs> Boulevard. So anyway, they drive out and are looking for him. They're looking for a payphone at the side of the road because he doesn't know exactly where he is. He's like, I'm at a payphone at the side of the road. Um, there's a petrol station here. There's this, whatever. So they drive around. They find him at the side of the road and he's looking. He's shaken up. He's all like malnourished. He's all jittery, obviously. Uh, and they pile him in the car and he's like, what happened? Like The last thing I remember is is you guys driving away. How did I get here? And um, they say, well, that was five days ago. And he doesn't believe me. He's like, no, what are you talking about? That was that just happened. And then they're like, you know, feel your face. He, he feel, feels his face and he's shocked that he's got like five days worth of like like stubble growing. And he's like, you know, incensed. Like, what is happening to me? Right. So did you guys think he was going to be coming back or did you think he was dead? Uh, no, I thought at some point he'd come back. I, I hoped that he'd make a little return. Yeah. So he's back, but he can't remember anything. I still think he just fell asleep in a bush somewhere. For five days. In the wilderness, right. it's cold there at night. Cold, cold, cold. No nourishment. Maybe he just had a really bad trip or something. Well, actually, that's strange because a lot of people were saying, were they on drugs? And they all had drug tests and stuff. Yeah, they bloody loved drugs in, drugs in the 70s, didn't they? It was all over. Didn't, didn't It wasn't drugs, though, mate. It wasn't drugs. Come on, next. I wanted to throw some more shade at this poor guy. <laughs> this poor guy. Uh, I think... This isn't. It's not very helpful that the police. I mean, whilst all this was going on, were they even looking for him? Because they seem to be more interested in these guys. Yeah, they did proper manhunts of all the forestry. Because when because when they searched everything, like the next few days, they couldn't find any trace. Hmm. Nothing. I don't. No, I still don't believe he got taken by aliens. No. I'm pointing upwards to the sky, listeners. He was up there, mate. That's he was why he was there. in the forest. He was up there. I don't know what you're thinking. It's a bit weird. It is a bit weird. It is a bit weird. Even, I don't know. Go on, carry on, carry on. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rule it out. Alright, okay. So he he's he's shaken up. He doesn't know what's been going on for the last five days. They consider putting him under a polygraph test, but one, he can't remember where he's been. Um he does remember seeing the UFO. Like the last thing he remembers is basically until the flash of light hit him, where they thought he was dead. That's the last thing he remembers. He remembers seeing the thing and seeing the light. And the next thing he remembers is waking up at the side of the road um, with five days of missing time. He is advised against doing a polygraph test because um, basically polygraph tests also measure stress. That's how they measure like lie detection. And people mm. are like, well, if he's suffering from a PTSD situation, the readings are going to be all over the place. It's just going to make him look bad. And he doesn't even remember half of the stuff they're going to be asking him anyway. He's He's got an amnesia. Uh, and they contact or are contacted by APRO, 
APRO. It's one of these nice acronym UFO com- groups that we always come across. And this is the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization. Ooh, right. So it's not necessarily just like big alien hunters. It's just any aerial phenomena. They're interested in strange aerial phenomena. And they're a scientific organization who are researching reports of strange sightings in the sky. And they take him out of there, basically. So let's get you to Phoenix. Let's get you out of your town where you're getting hounded by the public and everything. And let's get you under some medical examinations. Um, They're going to test his blood. They're going to test his urine for anything strange. Um, They're going to try and find out what happened in this lost time. And eventually he agrees to have regressive hypnosis, the same as uh, Betty and Barney had. Right. Uh, to try and recover this lost memories. Right. So I've got some audio here. I don't know how okay. well it's going to come through of um, of what he sort of recovered from that lost time. And um, I'm going to sort of pause this every now and then and we can sort of talk about what we're thinking about his report so far. Okay. But this is what was recovered from when he went under regression. Let me know if you can't hear this. Travis is sitting on the hotel room sofa. But mentally, Dr. Harder takes him back to the moment he was abducted on board the alien ship. And the next terrifying five days of missing time. Visualize just what's in front of you there. Tell me what it is that your eyes see. I was laying on my back. I came too slowly. At first I thought I was in a hospital. I felt like there was something seriously wrong. Just um, to explain the change in his voice, some of these are from old interviews from at the time and some of them are from um, like about 2015 and they're pulling from different interviews so you're going to hear his voice be older at some points of this and younger but it's like a, a combination of different interviews right thank you I did wonder it was a light above me it wasn't so bright I couldn't look at it but it sort of uh, interfered with seeing other things around me but I was looking around to see where I was it was a, a very small space, but there was something lying on my chest. There seemed to be, you know, some kind of a light coming from it. When I looked beyond the edge of that, I saw faces, but it was so blurry that I kind of assumed it was uh, like uh, doctors wearing a uh, surgical mask. It was only a matter of seconds before I realized that these weren't human doctors. This was an alien face. They were about five foot tall, no hair, real white skin, small features except for large eyes. So what he is describing is 
basically the classic grey alien looking things there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the, the documentary goes on a little bit at that point about greys and explaining like a lot of abductees see this type of alien that they describe a common set of features and it's exactly what he sort of agrees on that he saw but like he said he couldn't even really work out if they were actually their faces or if they were wearing masks like they were protective masks over their faces or what he was so out of it and this light glaring in his eyes and he's laid down on a table he's thinking what the hell's happened to me who the hell are these people where am i he doesn't think i'm on a, i'm on a spaceship yeah at the time this is in hindsight he's realizing that so it's pretty uh scary situation to be in i would say so far are you with it or i'm i'm waiting for the next part i'm i'm eager it is i've got quite i'm gonna drop in and out of because it's a good uh, the way that this this is what i pulled from this documentary this is the one from last year the way they've pulled from different interviews from him over the years to put together a complete story of his adaptation is um is really good. Okay, so so let's listen to the next bit. I'm the reason I keep stopping is because I'm going to like sort of skip some bits, so we're not playing like twenty minutes of the documentary. Probably yeah. sort of play between like five and eight minutes, but jumping around a little bit. So let's listen to the next awesome. bit. The feeling of pain, the feeling of suffocation. At the same time, they expressed no emotion to their face. It seemed threatening. I just freaked out at that point. <laughs> and jumped off of the table there. And when I did, this device fell off. Travis's survival instincts kick in full force. It was just fight or flight. And I grabbed a rod or tube and just started swinging through the air. The only opening in the room was beyond them. Suddenly and without warning, the aliens changed course. They left the room. I was afraid they'd come back, so I left there uh, looking for a way out. The whole craft was lit up in a way that I would consider to be pretty, pretty dim by, you know, human standards. I felt like there was an insufficient amount of air like I couldn't get enough air just breathing the air was thin but humid struggling to see and desperate for air Travis comes across another door the room appears to be empty except for a single chair as Travis approaches he notices the light in the room shift there was some kind of a projection or some kind of a viewing thing in this room where you could see a map of stars the points of light that came through it were not real visible until i got near the chair away from the chair the walls didn't seem to have those points of light so much could it be some kind of control room travis looks for any means of escape on the arm of the chair was a screen and some colored spots that uh, I took to be buttons. I was just thinking these buttons might open one of these doorway-looking things, foolishly uh, assuming that a door would just be open to the air and I could drop to the ground, you know, 15, 20 feet. 
I can handle that just to get out of there. The buttons have no effect. Travis has no choice but to look for another way out. Just then he notices he's not alone. The form looks oddly familiar. Could it be human? What do you think to that? Nah, I'm not buying it. A human looking thing a walks human. into the room. He talks about the human. It's someone wearing a spacesuit, basically, is what he says it looks like. Someone in a spacesuit. It doesn't look like one of the grey aliens that are on the table with him before. It looks like a human, basically, in a spacesuit. Okay. Hmm. Can I tell you my problem so far? Go on. Okay, tell me your problem so far. Because I find this guy really rational and kind of normal. But go on. Yeah, the guy I have no problem with. And... I'm listening to it and thinking I need to be really fair and really rational and really like remove almost remove him from the story because he's telling something which has happened to him or he believes is extremely real to him so I'm I'm trying to not dispute that I'm trying to not like just rub you know like dismiss it but it's really Hard. and this isn't really his this obviously isn't his fault but this is all so steeped in like pop culture that it's really difficult to you know like then we went into another room and there was a a, a viewing thing with the stars and you're like i've played so many video games seen so many movies where it's just yeah but the stuff you've played <laughs> there wasn't video games with that then though no but they're based off of the accounts of this sort of guy yeah, I just, I but that's what I'm struggling with. I'm, I'm, I guess, like I just don't. It seems derivative, but the things that we consume that are derivative are derivative of this. Yeah, I guess this this created the things that we're kind of now thinking. I, I'm the same as Beef. When I'm listening to the story, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a chair with buttons and a screen and a fucking this, and it's so we've heard it a million times. But I guess we've heard mm-hmm. it a million times because. This was the first one. This is the. F- this is considered one of the most famous because there's ver- a lot of detail in his story. It's you've got five other witnesses to the craft themselves. They've all passed polygraph tests. There's like a lot that adds up to make it seem a little bit. I'll be honest. By the end, we're, we're, we've got a little way to go. But by the end of this, I was thinking, I don't know. Like, there's something to this. This one has a little bit more meat on its bones to me. But I have been developing my own little theory, actually just going through my notes on this episode, of what an alternative answer to this might be. So we'll maybe we'll come to that in a bit, because as I'm going through this, this is like the third time I've gone through this. Well, I've watched two documentaries, Mm. I've watched the movie, I've gone through my own notes, I'm playing this clip again. I've gone through this narrative so many times now, I'm starting to think, maybe it's this, and I'm trying to connect these dots in my head. So I'll, I'll talk about that later, what I think this might be. But this is this is what I'm struggling with. It's you know I've shared tons of stories on this on this podcast which are totally unbelievable and and sound like I'm making them up. So I'm really struggling to remain fair and totally impartial and trying to believe him as much as possible. But I guess that's just the struggle I'm having, and that's that. But that's not his fault. That seems totally unfair. That that's what I'm thinking. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because he seems totally credible. He's not like KFC lady. Kentucky. He lost. Um, Kentucky. 
<laughs> no, he wasn't looking for Kentucky. He so he <laughs> he was flashed with this light in the uh, forest. He came unconscious. He wakes up on an examination table. It feels like there's bright lights above him. He's looking around and he doesn't can't really work out what's going on. There's people over him, but they. They look like aliens. They've got big eyes. He can't tell if they're wearing masks or if that's actually their real faces. They're kind of expressionless. He grabs a piece of machinery, like a tube or something. He doesn't know what he's called. He calls it like a tube or a rod or whatever. Something near him, he grabs it off the table and starts swinging at him, right? Yeah. They back out the room thinking, what's going on with this Swing guy? away. Swing away. <laughs> and when they leave, he thinks, I'm getting the fuck out of it and leaves through another door. Yeah. He runs. He runs down a corridor. Goes into, takes the first room he sees. Walks in as a chair. Talks about sitting on the chair, trying to work out what the f- there's like a panel on this chair. He can't really work out. There's like displays. He can't really work out. He's just looking for a way to open whatever he's in because he still can't really work out what he's in to the outside world. He doesn't think I'm in space. He's thinking I'm inside something. I need to open it and get out of here. Yeah. Mm. Then he turns around and what looks like a human in like a, a, some sort of spacesuit is like standing behind him as he sat in the chair. That's where we're up to. One thing before you move on, sorry. Yeah. One thing that is different is the air, like him saying he was struggling to breathe. Oh yeah, he says it, he That's said it was like breathable, but it was very heavy and clammy, like artificial feeling. Like today, it's been really clammy and humid and heavy, and Ellsbury. It's been like. So it's a bit like I that. know what you mean. It's like the climate of an Ellsbury on site. It's like being in the Amazon rainforest. You're just that kind of thick. Yeah, I get it. I get what he's talking about. I've seen a few aliens in Ellsbury, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some, some strange creatures. There was in one restaurant that... where we had staples in our food. I was talking about that at work today. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listeners, one time we went out for a Mexican meal in a restaurant in Ellsbury and we ordered starters and drinks and everything. And I, in my mouth, I had some nachos and I was eating them and then I felt something weird in my mouth and it was a roll, like a strip of staples that you'd put in a stapler. And I was like, what the fuck? Looked down at my plate and it was like garnished with staples. There were staples all in my food mixed in with these nachos. And I called the waitress over. I said, what's this? There are staples in my food. And... They had no answer. They just gave us free drinks for the rest of the night. We were young enough that we just sat there. Can you imagine? If that happened now, I would make such a fuss. <laughs> I would be wanting to sue the sue them. I was just I was too gobsmacked about what had happened. It was like the last thing I could imagine is like staples. Like to be fair, when the guy came out, he was like, I I don't know how this is possible. It was they were like yeah. sprinkled on like sprinkles on an ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, we we didn't we come up with we came up with our own explanation when they walked off that that on, over the past must have been a little shelf where they keep stationery and maybe they and knocked, knocked it in, in. And it fell in and maybe yeah we came up with some elaborate stuff but we did order like the most expensive drinks on the menu we all drank like cocktails for the rest of the night and everything that place did close down shortly after it didn't last that long yeah the food was okay. I remember us just saying that we, um, something about Bob having a staple diet or something. Yeah. 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 Very good. Uh, you know, when I told that story at work today, the guy I told it to said, to be fair, they're probably just trying to make sure you've got a staple diet. He, he did the same joke. And I was like, <laughs> he was so happy. And I was like, that's the exact joke that my friend made at the time. So, and he was gutted. He was gutted. That's brilliant. Uh, 
shout out to John um, at work. Right, so let's find out what's going back to this guy's <laughs> horrific abduction story. Uh, so he turns out there's a human, what seems like a human in there. And it's interesting you noted about the air being thick and everything, beef, because that does come into play again. There's a change in the air. So Interesting. Blocking his way. Here was uh, what I took to be a human being. I immediately just assumed this was Air Force, NASA, somebody, uh, you know, there to intervene and uh, take me away from these creatures. In a rare archival interview, Travis describes his encounter with the being. This was a a human-looking person. They pass in a crowd, uh, this individual. He was bigger than me, taller, and more muscular, very large individual. I went up and uh, tried to talk to this guy, and uh, he didn't answer me. When I started yelling questions, trying to tell him, what are these things, where am I, you know, get me out of here, all those kind of things, he didn't really seem to uh, be responding to anything I was saying. Instead... The suited stranger takes Travis by the arm and escorts him further down the corridor. I went down the hallway with him, very dimly lit, but lit from above. When we came to a door, I did not see this human-looking individual do anything to make the door open, but it did. Travis and his enigmatic escort enter what appears to be some kind of an airlock. We went into a little booth-like section of hallway. Then, Travis is overcome by a sudden shift in the environment. I could feel that the air coming in was cooler. I could breathe better. And that the outside light was so much brighter by comparison. Travis describes being ushered through something like an alien aircraft hangar in this seldom-seen BBC documentary. He led me out of this craft, which appeared to be parked inside of a a larger building or, or a larger craft. He just took me right out of there, down a hallway to a room where there were some other people who looked like him. So, he was in a ship... Within another ship. That's so weird. It's a really strange wrinkle to the story, which I haven't heard come up in another story. So he's saying, you know, the air's all clammy. He's getting experimented on in this building or ship. And he comes out of it, let out. Suddenly he can breathe a bit better because he's in like a massive hangar, which is part of it. It's almost like an aircraft carrier spaceship. That there are, he's, he, in another bit, he says about being in the hangar and seeing plenty of other ships parked up in there. And he had just come out of one. He's led out of one by this person in the suit. Wow. Wow. Uh, I suppose I'd, I, it, yeah. Come on, you're going to call him a bullshitter? I just, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm trying to like get my head around the hypnosis and how, how that works and how, I suppose they're able to unlock memories or something. Is that is that right? Oh, well, the regression therapy. Yeah, like they're tr- they're trying to recover the time that he can't remember. 
Right, and that's okay. Okay, it's just it's just crazy. I've not heard. Yeah, I've not heard. Um, it's way more audacious than the other stories. But he's very sure. Yeah. About what it is, he's very knowledgeable. Like he's, I've seen so many interviews, and he can explain what it was like. And this room was like this, and they led me through, and they looked like this, and their suit was like this. It's like the way he tells it does feel like someone recounting an actual memory. Like he can yeah. relive it, and like yeah, like yeah. we relive a memory, and he can remember it clearly. Yeah, which I do find there's something about the way he tells the story which I find as much as like the actual content of it is kind of a little bit weird. Um, he, his, the way he tells it is like, you want to believe him? Yeah. Because he's very plainly spoken about it. Hmm. Well, just like the other guys in the previous episode did, they were, it's just, um... Yeah, Barney, Barney and Betty especially, Barney especially himself was, was very, he seemed believable. I think that's why I've picked these ones, because their stories didn't seem as mad as they are. The people themselves had something about them which... I found more real. There was something yeah. about this person. I'm like, this isn't the sort of you, like you say, it's not like the Kentucky woman. It's not your usual UFO nut. No. There's something about these people that I've picked out for this series, which I'm like, this person, there's something about their story, which I want to believe about a little bit more. Yeah. When you said about the lie detector test, actually, it took me back to that documentary. Oh, when God. that woman has a blood <laughs> so test and fails everything, and she's just like, "Well, that's my favourite bit." Totally bollocks. No, no. Well, oh, well, you know, I'm not lying, am I? The guy is so no nonsense about it. He's just like, "Have I done what you asked me to come here to do?" Yes. You don't like the results? Now you're kicking me out of your house. He's so no nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Literally. What documentary is this? Uh, that was. This is that fucking one that was on Netflix. That was on, it's the same one with the Kentucky woman. Oh, I'm so glad Netflix got the license for it. Confessions of an alien abductee. <laughs> That's it. Um, so That's it. Anyway, so um, there's one more bit I'm going to play. Uh, they, they go off for a little bit, so I'm just going to fill in the blanks. There's um, when he's taken off of this craft by this person in the suit, they lead him into another room, and in the other room, there's another two human-looking people. But like he said, this person looked human, but it was bigger, more muscular. And this is like, you know, people who talk about the different classifications of alien. A lot of people say, according, by listening to this case, they're like, you know, you have the greys. And what you have here is what they call the Nordic type aliens. The more ones that look like humans, basically. They just look like humans. They're probably slightly bigger in stature, but they look like humans. And that's why they can't understand him. It's, but they look more human to him. Right. So is this one of the ones that was leading him around was like a Nordic one? Yeah, that's what they're saying. That was, an, that was right. one in a suit. But when he takes him into this other room, there's two other Nordic type, human type looking aliens. Um, very sculpted faces. Um, that's why they say, that's why they call them Nordic. They say almost like they have very Scandinavian, classical Scandinavian style features to them. Right. Uh, but very tall right. and more muscular. But there's two of them standing in this room without masks on, without helmets. Oh. And uh, he's led into there, and there's an examination table in the room as well, oh, yeah. um, which he is ushered towards another oh. examination table. So we've got uh, one more minute of this of what happens in this last room. He seemed to be trying to get me to get on the table, and I was very much resisting that. I became alarmed that he was not answering my questions. 
I was obviously terrified and asked him, where are you taking me? What's, what's this all about? Travis fights with all his might, but the Nordics step in and overpower him with superhuman strength. Very frightening. I was fighting back immediately, no longer cooperating. I thought I was pretty strong at the, in those days, but they didn't have too much trouble getting me down on the table. They put this mask over my face. It was, it was kind of like an oxygen mask thing. There was no hose connected to it. They put it over my face, and that was the last thing I knew. I just blacked out. Next thing he knows, he's waking up at the side of the road. So they're putting something over his face, and then he wakes up. They put a mask over his face. He passes out. And then next thing he knows, he wakes up at the side of the road, next to the phone booth, makes a collect call to Mike, and doesn't even remember what's happened. So, that's his experience on board the craft. Hmm. Weird. I I just don't know why they I, the experimentations. I don't I don't know because they're clearly. Do you know what I always think about with with um, abductions is that. It's not the intelligence that these aliens seem to have. It's not mm-hmm. just like the difference between us and chimps or us and dolphins or dogs. I'm trying to think of animals that are actually pretty intelligent. Mm-hmm. Because we're looking at we're looking at a level of intelligence which is just unfathomable. Like and why? Because they just seem because they've mastered so space flight. Because they're just so advanced, like they're so so advanced that it's like. How do we know that these aliens that he met are that advanced from us? If we saw tech that we hadn't seen before, we would presume it's advanced, but that might be their regular tech. Because it's the sort of tech that's like we're talking about spacecraft hangars that spacecraft. can have that can have multiple spacecraft in. We have air. Like we have. Um, you know what's it called? Airplane. What are them big boats called? With aircraft with the carriers. Ta- aircraft carriers. We have aircraft carriers. It's only the same as that, but in space. They don't know what yeah, fuel but... resources they have to create a spacecraft. Yes, that's what I. That's the kind of thing is they've. They seem to have discovered. They seem to have access to, and maybe that's it. Maybe they're not intelligent. Maybe their planets are just full of. Like the the fuel, which is is the kind of fuel which we don't have access to. Yeah. Um. Maybe Antigraph. that's it. Maybe they have that kind of crazy, crazy fuel. Um. Maybe it's just really common, or maybe they're so intelligent they've been able to create it. But if you don't recognise technology, it would seem advanced to you. We might look at their screens when it was some sort of crazy sci-fi screen, and they might be like, "Oh, that's like old tech. That's just like." That's like the iPhone 6. We've got way better ones. It might just be like, it looks high-tech to us because we don't have it. To them, that might not be that amazing. And actually, if we worked out how it worked, we're like, oh, yeah, it's not that technologically crazy. We just don't recognize it, so we presume it's high-tech. No, It's just a different... Nah. Because they seem to have have come from such a long... They seem to. They seem to have come from such a a long way away. Like, they've... Yeah. (laughs) Right, <laughs> but hear me out. Right, we're clearly not the only planet that they're visiting. Right. So they've and and I would I would say that I don't think they've come from our solar system even. 
No, right? they won't. I think, they've, they've, I think they've we would from, know if they're in our solar system. They've come from beyond our solar system, and we know how. We know how. Like it. It's just unthinkable to think of the level of energy it would take a craft to be able to travel. But they might come from a planet that has is so energy rich we can't even fathom it. So maybe if we had unlimited energy, we would have mastered intergalactic travel by now. It might just be like we lack the resources. They might become from somewhere that's like so, so rich in energy that actually we would be at the same point if we had that. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I just don't get the experimentation. I don't know what's like. I I don't know. I is it is it the same as when we want to learn more about animals and we we do experiments with animals? Yeah, I think so. What do what, what do people say? How many a fake alien autopsy videos are there out there? Where it's like the oh, of course, if an alien landed here, the first thing we'd do is cut it up. So it's only them doing the same as what we would apparently do. I guess so. And they didn't even cut him up. They just like was had him on an examination table and was looking at him. How do we know it was examination table? He might have just been laying on a bed. Maybe they did cut him up, but they've got the technology to like seamlessly, Maybe. like um, like Gandalf. Is it Gandalf? Gandalf can do that, can't he? He can just. Has he ever had like an aut- uh, like a a physical in, in on Earth where they could be like right this? You know, yeah. yeah. They they tested his blood and they tested his urine when he got back, and there was nothing untoward. Hmm. Hmm. So a psychiatric professional did review these recordings. Right. And concluded that he was not lying. They're like, this, this doesn't sound like a person that's lying. So that, that, but the thing is, doesn't sound like he's lying. Could be that he believes it so much. You can tell a story that's yeah. a lie, but if you've tricked yourself into believing it, you would still tell it as if it was real. Yeah. 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 Of course. Do you know what I mean? So, but the psychi- psychiatric professional who, uh, observed the recording said it doesn't he, he seems like he's telling the truth and the descriptions of aliens oh this is interesting so you're saying all his what he's saying seems so derivative it says here descriptions of aliens that he described exactly matched previous abductees reports but these reports had not been publicly published anywhere at that time Ooh. so he was saying the same thing as other apparent abductees had said at the time but those abductee reports had not been released they were like kept under um you know they were kept private to the interviews that they'd had yet his reports matched up exactly with with them yeah but sleep paralysis as well uh, around the world you've got people yes don't corroborate who have the same stories same imagery yeah 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 Yeah. um what do they call them archetypes i just thought that was an interesting wrinkle I don't know if there's anything special in that, though, to be honest. Why? I just wonder what our brains are capable of. Like, maybe our brains would automatically just... Right, okay. Just come up with what we think would an alien would look like. Okay. Uh, I don't know. There just doesn't... When you look at greys, there doesn't seem to be anything distinctive about their figure. Like, particularly the Nordic ones. They're like, yeah, they're kind of, like, human-like, but not like humans. And greys are... They've got big eyes and... It was interesting that he said, like, maybe that wasn't even their faces. Maybe that was their equivalent of a surgical mask that covered the face. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought that was an interesting wrinkle. But he also said in another interview, he was like, I thought about it a lot. He said, maybe their faces are so expressionless 
and there's no sort of feature to them because mm. as humans we rely so much on reading each other's faces and our facial expressions to understand yeah. our meaning and intent but yeah. these beings might be so different in their communication they might be telepaths and be able to read emotion from each other without so they haven't developed facial expressions in that way or have like they've been removed from over years through evolution that because they don't need that to express emotion it's it's not how they communicate they don't communicate the same as us so it's just yeah just interesting ideas around that they've got no body language yeah they don't need it because they are completely in tune they can read they're advanced and intent well maybe that's just just don't don't mistake things that are different as being more advanced it can be just a different form of communication Octopi don't have facial expressions. But you don't think that would be advanced? Like telepathy is is that would be advanced, wouldn't it? Why is that advanced? There's no technology involved in that. It's just a different you're thinking too in light times of like we don't communicate like that, so it must be better. No, it can basically be different. You know, if someone met someone landed on Earth and met me and the other person they abducted was um a deaf person and um, they were communicating with sign language, they'd be like, is this person more advanced? They're not even using their lips. Yeah. It's just another method. Mm. It's dangerous to start thinking, oh, different, therefore better. Mm, maybe just different form of communication that because we can't do it, we think that's advanced. Just maybe they're like, oh, they talk with their lips. That's weird. Yeah. They might think that's more advanced. Mm. Oh, they actually have things on their face, like eyebrows and stuff that shows their emotion. That's advanced. Think of it from the other perspective. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine having to copulate with someone with no expression. <laughs> I'm playing chess with you, Beef, right now. I just don't. I, I do not. I'm just trying to wrap my head around why these sorts of things they just, they just don't happen like this anymore, do they? Um, maybe maybe they don't need to come anymore. Maybe they maybe they came in the 60s, 70s, and 80s and thought we've just stumbled across a planet like as if we discovered a planet of like bugs. You'd be like, no, there's nothing to gain from that. They tried to communicate with us, but we didn't take any of them seriously, so they just gave up on us. Well, and also, well, if they if they do come from an energy rich planet, they're like they they're still using batteries. Forget yeah, it. That's true. So, we are still using so batteries. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's why we don't get these abduction stories quite in the same way. They could be doing their own shit. They could be world wars going on in their their stuff, and they're just like, look, we don't have time. To go and see the humans for the next 30 years. Yeah, they might be busy with something else. Yeah, good point. Also, how did this synchronise with nuclear weapons? What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, the 70s and 80s, when did the nuclear bomb get invented? Like the 40s? Fair enough. 1940s? Yeah, that theory's dead. I could see where you were going with it, though. Yeah. Look, I'll tell you what, right... Uh, I this is the most credible one I've heard, right? And I really like it. I am just struggling to shake off the that mindset about aliens. If it helps in at all, um, Travis has a banging tash. <laughs> okay, a big ginger mustache. <laughs> oh yeah, so, I believe it now. I don't know if that helps um, in any way. I'm not even saying I don't believe it. I don't know why I think it's. I believe that he believes what he's saying. Yeah. I don't believe it's a hoax. A lot of people think it's a big hoax. I don't believe it's a hoax. I believe that he believes this. Do I believe it's what happened? I don't know. But I believe that he believes it. Yeah. Yeah. So go back to uh, what you were saying 
He got tested. He wasn't lying. So the yeah, the media. It's just the media are getting. They're getting a hold of this. There's a lot of skepticism going on on the, from the public. A lot of scrutiny. A lot of people saying it's a hoax. He's becoming very reluctant to interviews because he feels like people are taking the piss out of him. There are rumours going around that it's a con. There are rumours going around that they're on drugs, even though they had drug tests that they wasn't. There are also rumours going around that it was a scheme set up by all of them because they felt like they were getting behind on the logging contract, weren't going to finish it in time, and so made up this big hoax to get out of the contract. That seems a little far-fetched. If so, you wouldn't continue that story on for you know years and years you'd kind of let it die down and then not talk about it ever yeah i feel like by now one of this there's six of them this is from 1975 they're still alive now they're still having interviews about this now these guys you can there's there a documentary that came out last year about this mm. by now you think if it was just about like not fulfilling a logging contract one of them would have been especially the one that didn't even like the others would have gone like yeah it was just us dicking around even the one who didn't really like the others especially didn't like travis was like yeah no that is what we saw yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. That is interesting. In 1976, Travis finally takes his polygraph test now that he's recovered his memories. He passes that. And eventually, the local people did actually start believing these people because they were known in the community. You know, it's a small community, everyone knows them. Eventually, they started getting one round and people did actually start believing their story. Yeah. Hmm. In 1978, Travis Walton uh, wrote a book about his experience called uh, The Walton Experience. Travis, the Travis Walton story about Travis. <laughs> um, in 1993, that book was adapted into the film called Fire in the Sky, starring Robert Patrick, and I watched it last night. It's a two-hour film. The first hour and 40 minutes are pretty boring. <laughs> the last 20 minutes are fucking amazing. Really? The way they show the abduction, like his experience on board the ship, because you have to wait that long to actually get him to tell his story about what happened on there. That is the last 20 minutes of the film. The rest of the film is literally, he's not even in it. It's like his friends telling the report yeah. of what happened. It's pretty boring. Uh, but that, that is the best abduction scene I've ever seen on a, in a film. Just that last Ooh. 20 minutes is so scary. Wow. It suddenly turns into the most scary sci-fi horror I've ever seen of like wow. him being examined on tables and weird stuff proked into him. It's so creepy. Wow. How do they communicate with Just you? Stop There's a few differences in the film. I wonder how much Travis had to do with the fact that his character is like a cool biker guy in the film, which he's definitely not in real life. <laughs> um, 
some of the names are different. Um, the stuff on the ship is completely different. It's not his report, but it is a cool alien abduction scene because he d- and he doesn't get regressed to remember it. Weirdly, in the film, some maple syrup spills into his mouth and he remembers being on the ship. It's really fucking weird. That's odd. Um, I don't know why they didn't just have the regression scene, but maybe they thought it was too much like the Betty and Barney Hill movie that came out. Um, so one last bit of strange occurrence that happened is in 2014, um, they returned to the um, location and did a, a new investigation on the area where they said that they saw the craft uh, in the in the forestry. And what they noted was the trees in that circular clearing where it happened yeah. had an extreme growth rate compared to the rest of the forest, up to mm. 36 times the normal growth rate of other trees. Wow. And you could see it by looking at the rings, how from that day onwards, they were suddenly like growing way more. And it's the same thing that happened to trees after Chernobyl. The way the radiation affected the trees at Chernobyl, they grew. They had a three times growth rate in some areas where there was heavy radiation. Wow. Wow. So that's really interesting. And also the rings were thicker on the side of the tree that faced the clearing. So it's almost like the trees themselves, the growth rate was pointing all from all angles towards the center of the clearing with this added radiation. There was also an increased um, amount of iron in the soil in that clearing as well, almost as if a, a extreme magnetism had pulled it up. Wow, that's weird. So that's an added wrinkle. That's a bit weird. It, that's, um, I mean, that is interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, you know, when you think of, like, me and Joel were talking about the sun the other day, and Joel was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just people think that the sun is just really, really hot, like because it's a big fireball. It's a bit. It's not a big fireball. It's it's gas. It's lots of very hot gas. And and I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just talking about that and thinking about how it, it it's just nuclear fu- fusion, isn't it? That's that's all it mm-hmm. is. Which would make that's and you think of the energy that comes from that big bad boy. That big bad boy, yeah. It's. And it's interesting that that if we are looking at beings that have got access to energy, that that's mm. that sticks pretty well, doesn't it? Well, it's like I say, it's it's like it's interesting that it was the same effects that happened at Chernobyl with the radiation was happening there in that area, yeah. and um, the increased iron, like all the rise in iron, suggests some sort of strange magnetism that happened there. So anyway, this whole case is considered one of the most credible accounts. It's one of the more difficult to debunk. It has a credible protagonist at the center of it who seems pretty normal and well-reasoned yeah. with. He's not some nut job on um, shouting his story from the rafters. It has five other witnesses who all yeah. who their stories all collaborate with each other. There's multiple polygraph tests that all pass. There's psychiatric acknowledgement from the recordings of these regressions that say, yeah, this seems legit. And there's unexplained radiation and phenomena in the area where the craft was. All of that piles up to be like one of the more interesting alien abduction cases that I've come across. Mm. And there's a reason why it's considered like one of the, the, the best examples. Wow. It's a bit more detailed than... Um, and actually, when you think about it, the silly ones are like... 
yeah, then they pulled my pants down and then they wanted to put something up my bum. And it's like they're the ones that are probably a bit sillier, isn't it? I don't think I'm going to clip that. That's, that's going to the start of the episode. <laughs> oh, they pulled my pants down and stuck something up my bum. I'm going to put that as my ringtone if a beef text me. <laughs> No, but you know what I mean. Like they're the silly ones when they're they're just focused around the bum all the time. But the he like the two details for me. Gone. Uh, the environmental stuff, so the the trees and the soil, and then mm-hmm. well, it's still environmental, I suppose. The air on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, him explaining that is pretty because that would if you were not really like with it, like. We've all had those, just like when you wake up really early in the morning, you're like, we're not really aware of what's going on. You know, not being able to breathe properly would wake you up pretty quickly. Well, it's the added detail, little things like that that he puts in that make it more credible to me. When he's like, I, I reached down on the table and it was some like rod thing. Like he doesn't, he's not explaining the rod. He's just like, it was something. I just grabbed it. Like he's not trying to convince you that it's like it was some like hydro magic spanner thing no he's just like i don't know what it was something i picked up anyway that's not the important bit and he's like well it is you picked up an alien artifact but he's so normal about it that it feels more real to me and like he said like yeah the air was thicker there but it was clearer over there like it's these added bits of info that give the story a little bit more like oomph for me yeah yeah and I'd be pretty annoyed if people were kept. I, I, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said he was. It was drugs. I'd be pretty annoyed if, um, if that was me and people were just kept trying to say it was because I've been. Can I chuck a theory out there, which I've put together while we've been recording? <laughs> oh yeah, you said there was a theory that you had. How dare you? So go on. I I don't I don't know. I'm just sort of making this up as I go along. But they see something strange in the forestry. We know that out in the middle of nowhere, especially the Arizona, those sort of areas, they do do strange testing for military aircraft or experimental things, right? Who knows if what they saw wasn't something like that? It is the classic answer of like, oh, it's probably just some experimental aircraft we didn't understand. They might have seen that, thought it was a UFO, freaked out, drove away, and in their mind, they're like, maybe he fell over. And in their mind, they're like, yeah, and it like grabbed him and knocked him over or whatever. They took him away, put him in like a tank. I don't know. He Maybe they're thinking, maybe it was a radiation thing. Maybe they're like, we need to test if he's been exposed to this radiation. He wakes up all groggy because he's drugged. He's in a facility where they've all got masks on, where they've all got like radioactive suits on, in a tent where it's all muggy because the air's being controlled. He busts out of there. He freaks out, is taken by a guy in a suit. He says there's a space suit. It might just be a safety suit. Taken to another room with human-looking people. Might just be human. Put on an examination table. He's groggy. He might think he's seeing panels of weird things on. It's probably just, you know, scientific panels he doesn't understand. There's a way... There's a a part of this which could Mm. be he's completely out of it and they've tried to cover up some super top secret government thing i don't know there's something to that for me as well Mm. yeah and well like we we always say when with these cases that it's it's close to it's close to military bases it seems to happen around these places and it's there's i mean there's definitely technology that the military have that yes if we looked at we'd be like that is insane that's insane i've never seen anything like that and i remember (laughs) 
I remember me and me, John and Ben, like the the stuff that we there are stuff that we saw in Japan that I still haven't seen and I don't know if that's because actually they road tested it and it wasn't gonna work in the public domain, but Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in a Starbucks and seeing this guy with a laptop. So this was 2007, and it had like the little, I suppose like a, it was almost like an infrared light that projected the keyboard onto the table in Starbucks, mm-hmm. and he was typing on the. So it was almost this was before iPads as well. Was I was and it was like almost like an iPad projecting. So he was then just typing onto the table, and it was, yeah, typing. Well, the other thing is sometimes sometimes these leaps in de- technology are evolutionary dead ends. That might have been something yeah. they were developing, but then everything was just touchscreen, so we just ignored yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But there's there's a, there wasn't just that. There was other things that I remember yeah, seeing. So I know what you thinking, mean. Though, yeah, that's that's bonkers. Like maybe maybe that was all. Like and as much as I I'd, I'd love to believe all of this, um, it just seems too easy to just be. Do you know what? There's yeah. If if you're not in the military, there's not gonna, there's going to be stuff that you're just not going to know about. And actually, we don't have, we're not supposed to know. Um, and it's like we always say this. So you guys know, uh, James came on the pod and uh, mm-hmm. prophesied over you guys. His his wife is um, a wing commander for the RAF. Oh yes, yeah. And um, Jay, he's just totally used to like he can never know about her day. Mm-hmm. Like she can't. And it, it, yeah, she, the stuff that she knows is so classified that she can't, she can't even tell James about it. She can't ever. And there are times where he has to leave the house because she's just going to into a meeting, and he can't know. He can't know what she's talking about. And it's, I find that really strange. I find, you know, I would find that difficult, I suppose. But obviously, it's just normal. It's normal for them. But uh, yeah. Uh, so it's I think it's we seem to have this entitlement like we're entitled to know what's going on all the time but actually a lot of this stuff is to protect us isn't it and and so we think you know they're trying to cover something up and it's like well actually they're probably covering up something that you probably wouldn't want to know about anyway Mm. it's classified not just because of the technology maybe it's classified because it's friggin scary and you probably don't want to know so yeah let's be honest it seems the most likely theory doesn't it it's weird that i hadn't seen that come up in the like when i was looking at these accounts no one was like maybe it was just something but it seemed obvious to me as we were going through this time tis was he abducted yes or no i think i'm with you i think i believe that he believes he was abducted yeah um it's probably the most believable one i've heard and the radiation facts if true and that is a big if um i've seen the pictures of the trees um it was a bad footage of the rings growing abnormally yeah. yeah well if that is all true then that's uh very interesting interesting yeah um excellent well that's the end of the ufo abductions series we did the 50s the 60s the 70s we did the first abductions the ones that popularized abductions and then the most famous abduction and they've been fun. They've been fun to research and fun to do. And I hope everyone enjoyed them. I know they've been really popular. It was good to give them more um, uh, more look into some separate UFO cases. And like I said, I did refer to the book, An Illustrated History of UFOs, for all of these. I recommend it. It's a good fun book um, from Nobrow Press by Adam Allsuch-Boardman. 
It's a good book. They, there's one about ghosts now as well, which I might pick up because um, this was been, it's been a fun book aside from the pod to flick through. So I might pick up the ghost one as well. I know Peter Laws has the ghost one. I saw him post it on uh, Twitter. So thanks, guys. Thanks for joining me for this examination into Travis Walton. No, it's good fun. Yeah, thanks, thanks for what? having us. It was good. That was awesome. Listeners, next episode, we're going to do a weird news. Depending on how soon we record that, this might be out first or not. If it is, send some weird news to us. If not, don't worry about it. I mean, we're probably going to record that before this comes out because I've still got two to edit before this. Um, Whatever, I'm rambling. If you want to get in contact, it's wtatupod at gmail.com. You can go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com to find links to all the stuff you would need to know. I think that's the only information you need. Um, I would like to shout out two podcasts. Okay. Mm. One. One. Long-time listener to the podcast, one of our long-time listeners, has started a podcast um, about SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and um, I know that they were in part influenced by the spin-off pod that me and Emma did on The Simpsons. Um, I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while. So they started one about SpongeBob SquarePants. It's called The Secret Formula. I did give it a listen. It's a really fun pod and they're really good hosts. So I would like, if you're interested at all, for a fun... They do like an episode of the show every episode of the podcast they just finished series one if you are nostalgic for spongebob squarepants which i know a lot of people are who grew up with that show it's a really fun podcast to listen to so i want to shout out that also a friend of the podcast has a podcast that they started recently which i said to them i would shout out but eager-eared listeners may recognize who this is they record the podcast under a pseudonym so the podcast is called Beef. Do you know, do you know I was going to shout this out or not? No, uh, no, no, I didn't. But yeah, I thought you might at some point. Yeah, we did. We have been messaging each other about this. Um, so one of, one <laughs> of the friends of the podcast has started a podcast with their his daughter. Um, and it's really fun. It's um, a dad and a daughter talking about a different topic every episode. Um, it very much reminds me of the old adam buxton youtube videos he used to do with his daughter when his daughter was very young it's it's, it's kind of a a similar vibe to that in a good way like it's a really nice wholesome show um and their intent is to make it like fun for dads and adults as well as as kids um so the show is called a cup of tea with john and lily and you can find that wherever you uh find your podcasts and i recommend both of those shows they're both really good um there we go. Is there any other stuff you guys wanted to shout out or mention before we wrap up? Uh, you want to shout out? Fuck's sake. You, when he started, I was like, is he going to make a stupid joke? And then he started talking. I was like, oh, no, it's not going to be a stupid joke. And then it turned around and virtually was a stupid joke. It just... Everything I say is a stupid <laughs> fucking joke. It's like a fucking double bluff. And I can't believe I went for it for even a split second. I can't believe that even for a second that I fell for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I I was suckered in as well. I oh, know. Horrible. We should know him better by now. I'm just going to cut all that anyway. <laughs> right, thanks for listening, everyone. you got weird news next. We love you lots. We do have episode 200 coming up soon, which is a massive milestone. So if you want to send any nice messages for us um, to celebrate our 200th episode of Weird Tales, we would love to get them as well. Again, that's wtatupod at gmail.com. Uh, help us celebrate 200 episodes of Weird Tales. I was about to say 200 years. Feels like it. But uh, yeah, uh, let's go. Let's go to bed, guys. It's late. Night, guys. Sorry.
The cat's farted and my eyes are like watering. I, I knew you was in pain, so that's terrific. Uh... Oh my gosh. What does the cat eat? Um, yeah. Um, Sheba. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. Maybe we'll get a crate full of Sheba sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's the Sheba Gravy Lovers collection. Right. So, and you get poultry. Is your cat a gravy lover? Yeah, she loves gravy. Good old gravy. But, oh, man, I do like stinks. gravy. Cats love gravy. Yeah, I love gravy. I mean, who doesn't? Love an onion gravy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bangers and mash of onion gravy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Right. Well, until next time, guys, um, abductee you later. Oh, yeah. You got it in. Yeah. Oh, dear. Bye. See you later. I love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Have a lot. Bye. Bye. I just am so resistant to buying a new phone because I genuinely yeah, don't give a fuck what device. No. It's the same shit. It's just a screen. If you, if I got, the, I have still have an iPhone eight. If I got the brand new iPhone, it would make no difference to my life. It would have nothing new that no. I would care about. It would be the same phone because because you update it and it just is the same phone, right? And it's like, I don't know. yeah, because if you with an iPhone, my phone just like I upload my phone to my computer and then download it to my new phone, and it's just the same phone. It's the, every, yeah. Everything's in the same place. Oh, yeah, so I mean, I don't understand what people. All my are messages are still there. The yeah. it, I, I honestly don't know what I could. Can do Can you imagine more. getting excited about the new phone? If you had like the eleven and you got the twelve, could you imagine being excited about it? I, can, I can, honestly, I dread to think the sort of person who gets excited about it. No, <laughs> sad cunts. <laughs> you were going. Wow. Like, what have <laughs> I yes, just come back yeah, into? Yeah. That's going to the outro. That's going to the end of the episode. What on earth? Fuck it. <laughs> back into i actually had a weird feeling yesterday of like what if people discover weird tales in our liberal standpoint and we get like targeted by the alt-right at some point in the future imagine that be fucked it would be but i mean there's bigger fish than ours that say much more yeah we're not actually that we are liberal but we're not Oh, just the fact that we said, like, equality a couple of times probably makes us targets. Do you know what I mean? To the sort of people that would target anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we uh, said fuck a few times. Oh, yeah. And I called Michael Jackson a sex offender. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's kind of... That QAnon... And we called and JK that... Rowling a transphobe a couple of times. Yeah, who gives a fuck about JK? <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about JK. No. I don't um, think she cares that people don't care now, though. No, if, no. If I had that sort well, of money, I'd be like, much money? you can think how exactly. what you want. Who cares? Well, yeah. If I had that sort of money, I'd shut my fucking mouth. If I had that sort yeah. of money, I'd say whatever I wanted, as long as it didn't get me in prison. Well, that's what she's doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? yeah. You'd be exactly the same as her. <laughs> Maybe not about trans issues. Just... On the record. On the record. Not about trans <laughs> issues. No better than rolling. <laughs> no, not about trans issues. Just I don't know. I'd just be shouting my mouth off, like some I don't know. Just just anything that annoy. Like what was it? We'd on? have to put out like statements about like, oh, 
what's he like in real life? I'd be like, he's not like this. I don't know why he shouts this. I don't know why he acts so horrible now he's got all this money. No, it'd be like, um, what was it on Family Guy where Peter Griffin was, he was on the news just having like a little rant. Oh, well, that was, um, oh, you, you know what grinds my like gears? He, he had a segment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it'd just be like that. It wouldn't be anything. Yeah. No, I'd still have all my, my own opinions still. So I'm 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 not oh, a right. transfer so now. So it wouldn't be so. like you get on like you know what really grinds my gears all this trans right shit. <laughs> no, because that's not that's not my opinion now. <laughs> so not... that's what I mean. I thought you were saying if you had all that money, you could say what you really thought. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't really know what I meant to be honest. I hadn't really thought it through. Just. I think money would make me more... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. More free? Mm, I don't know. It depends how much money it was. What's going to happen is you guys are going to go to a rave and then you're going to be like, oh my God, I've missed out on this my whole life and become massive rave heads. Big rave heads. Start yeah. a rave podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that's not going to happen. <laughs> It's weird, though, isn't it, in this day and age? Like, there's so much of our presence online. Yeah. That, like, you used to be you would forget people's voice because there wouldn't be voice. Yes. But now, like, there's, like, my granddad, who died um, a couple of years ago, Malk, he's on a few episodes of 5-Minute Folklore. Yeah, right. Which is really fun. I can, like, hear his voice on them. Yeah. Amazing. And it's that's really nice. do now. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if it's we like... ever died... Like any of us, our our parents would have, uh, you know, heaps of fucking content to listen back to. Yeah, um, I had so much notes for this episode, but I feel like we're definitely not going to get through them. So <laughs> I even yeah. have like a backup second topic just in case. Nah, that can go. <laughs> oh my word! I did what you did, Beef, where you did like plan way too much. Right? Okay. Yeah, then they pulled my pants down, and then they wanted to put something up my bum. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. 
www.acast.com. <laughs>